Hello, hello. We are live for episode number two of Making It Last Forever Christian Marriage and Relationship um, Podcast. Um, Amen. This, this is your girl, Christ Ladila. And this is Yvonne, guys. <laughs> I got my partner in ministry on with us, and we are excited to be here to um to, yeah, go ahead and launch this the second episode. Now, before we you know get into it, we gotta thank all of our listeners and our audience for um, for the support uh, of our first episode. Yes, we are one, but we're not the same. The Amen. feedback that we received was phenomenal, Yvonne. Like, yes, it was good. It, it was really good. It was really yes. good. And I enjoyed so, myself for our first podcast. I enjoyed listening to myself. <laughs> oh, well, someone's a little conceited. No, 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 no. no. I know I what you like, mean. Oh, she sounds good. No, <laughs> no, guys, she really isn't that full of herself. But anyway, I know what you mean. You, it, it sounded great. I really enjoyed it. I think I listened to it probably six or seven times. I'm not even kidding. Um, because you know, unlike you, I didn't just want to hear myself speak, <laughs> but um, <laughs> I actually really enjoyed the meat of the topic that we were discussing. I did too. And, you know, we had initially said, Yvonne, that, you know, we're, our marriages are not perfect by a long shot. Uh, you know, we have our trials and tribulations just like everyone else in their marriage. And so we hope with this podcast that we too can learn and grow and yeah. just listening to us. You know, the Holy Spirit used us in our first episode was like, wow, you know, I'm really blessing me. My sister's really blessing me. You know what I'm saying? With her, her sharing her experience and her wisdom. Um, it was just it was really phenomenal. It, it was. And um <clears throat> some of the feedback that we got was, you know, you think about, you know, yourself and what you're going through and you think that you're in those situations by yourself. And there is so many women who think like that. And so it's also good that we do share our experiences. Um, and so each one can teach one. I think I always say there's always someone in your circle that you always can learn from. Um, so, yeah, so I'm glad that, you know, we're able to help and then they're able to learn and grow and then pour in to other people because what we do need is community. As wives, Amen. as women, we do need community because um, no one can understand what a mom is going through, but another mom, I'm sorry if you don't have children, there's no way you can understand what the mother goes through. Amen. Everyday life of children, house, all these things. Um, so, yeah, we need community. That's a big thing. You are so good in just segueing into our topics. I just I I love how like you just do that. <laughs> <laughs> I just love how you do that because you talk about, you know, us needing community as married women. That's exactly what we're going to talk about today in our um, our episode number two. Um, is balance, balancing marriage with single female friends. And so this topic we're going to discuss, Yvonne, uh, it's not a new topic. Um, it's a topic that's been discussed before on other, you know, I'm sure marriage podcasts and in several articles I've read and so forth. So it's not a new topic, but 
you know, of course, everything we do from this platform, we want to do from, you know, not just sharing our experiences, but also from a biblical perspective. We want to, you know, put some ministry on that or some ministry and some scripture on that thing. Yeah. And so, you know, what I want to start off by saying is that, you know, when it comes to being a married woman and we're trying to maintain our relationships with our friends, especially our single single friends, uh, whether they choose to remain single by choice, uh, they're, you know, divorced, um, you know, they were married, but now they're divorced um, or they're single because they haven't found their Mr. Right or their their Boaz or whatever you want to call it. Um, it, it, it can become challenging maintaining, you know, friendships with our our friends that fit one of these three categories. So um, today, Yvonne, I want us to talk about, you know, the the challenges that come with that, that come with um, being married and having single girlfriends, right? Mm -hmm. And I want us to talk about, you know, Mm -hmm. why setting boundaries with single friends as a married woman is so necessary. and, and lastly, I want us to talk about, you know, how it is possible to maintain healthy friendships with our single friends without putting unnecessary strain on our marriage. Um, because like you just said, we as married women, we still need community. And yes. one thing, you know, as I was preparing for this podcast and going through the scriptures, I didn't see anything in the scriptures that said married women can't have single friends. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. There's a lot of scripture about, you know, making sure you choose your uh, your friends wisely. And, you know, there's mm-hmm. scriptures about who to stay away from and who to, you know, who to befriend, you know, what type of qualities yeah. that person should have. But nowhere in the word of God does it say married women can't have single friends. Right. And I think and then, that's a misconception that a lot of married women have. Well, yeah, also, too. And it's like you have to think about it before you get married. You do have single friends and you can't just throw them away because now your life has changed because you chose to have, you know, a husband. Um, mm-hmm. You can't to me, you can't just, you know, cut that friendship off, um, especially if it's a healthy relationship, just because your status has changed. Um and those relationships still need to be nurtured and um, and poured into um, so you can have a healthy relationship with your single friends. And just also let them know, too, just because I got married, there's still a place for you in my life. Because yes. some people, some single, you know, uh, some of our single friends um, kind of mourn that relationship after we get married because it's it, there is a difference. You know, there mm-hmm. is a change. And they are going to miss those times where it used to be just you two. And so um, a reassurance for them, too, to know that, yes, I might have taken on a husband and maybe kids and things like that. But, you know, to me, you're still important in my life and there is a space for you. I love that. I so love that. But with that, though, you know, we're also going to talk about, you know, those boundaries and why there's so boundaries. Yes. And why that's so necessary. We are not single anymore. (laughs) And man, we might have had some good times as two single friends. But, you know, I'm not single anymore. I'm married. So we got it. We got to change some things as far as that goes. We have to pivot a little bit. Just a little bit. (laughs) Just a little bit. So before we jump into those three things, Yvonne, I want to share some research that I found from Psychology Today. Now, you know, reading this article, the author is, uh, he, he, he um, titled himself uh, Happily Single. 
So this this information may be a little biased towards married people. So I want back in the day. (laughs) Happily single. So I want us, you know, I want us and I want our audience to take this information with a grain of salt, right? Meaning that it may not apply to everyone um, that is single and those that are married. But here we go. So his research found, and we will not say his name, but his research found that singles are have more friends and are better at maintaining their friendships than married people. His research found that married couples tend to spend a majority of their time with their partner and often leave their friendships behind. And his research found that single people are more likely to keep in contact with and receive assistance from friends, family, and neighbors than those who are married. So, Yvonne, I'm going to throw the ball in your court. What do you, what do you think about these findings? Uh, I, I'll repeat for our audience. Uh, singles have more friends and are better at maintaining their friendships than married people. Married couples tend to spend a majority of their time with their partner and often leave their friendships behind. Single people are more likely to keep in contact with and receive assistance from friends, family, and neighbors than those who are married. What, what are your thoughts about those, those findings? Well, let's start with the first point um, when he says singles have more friends and, and are better at maintaining their friendships than married people. Um, I can only speak for myself when I am a wife. Um, first of all, I'm very protective of what you know God gave me and, and with my children and my husband. Everyone doesn't get access to that. So I'm not a I, me personally, I'm not a firm believer of all these multiple friends um, because you a lot of people don't get certain access to me. Mm-hmm. But um, I think when you are single, you do have um, a, 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 a better way of maintaining your friendships because maybe, yeah, you might work and, and maybe you have, you know, your extracurricular activities. Um, but a lot of that time, you don't have with running here to basketball practice school. Now that doesn't mean you have kids. I'm just saying we're, you know, I'm married, I have kids. So I might have to go like to um, a school counseling night or picking up schedules or enrollment or something like that. Or my Mm -hmm. husband might have a work event where I have to go to. So my priority is, isn't with all my friends all the time. You know, Mm -hmm. it's I'm balancing my home work life and everything like that. So um, I can see in this part where he says he has a better uh, single, singles have more friends and are better at maintaining their friendships than married people. I think because when you have your friends, you can't put your friends out as a priority. For me, there's places for my friends. Yes, Mm -hmm. they might be important to me, but my family is my number one priority. So that's kind of where I did with the first point. Yeah. And I, I can feel that, sis. I can totally feel that. Um, it, it, to me, looking at that, that first bullet, it would make sense uh, to your point that singles would have more friends because singles may have more time. Mm-hmm. You know, so what you were saying to, you know, have those friendships and to maintain those friendships because friendships do require maintenance. They are a form of yeah, it's a form of a relationship. You know what I mean? So because it's a form of a relationship, it does require time. Mm -hmm. And to like you said, I love the word that you use, Yvonne, nurture, takes time to nurture. Yeah. Um, And 
you, when you're married, you just don't have that. Like I think about even my married friends, uh, the one, my one friend that I have in uh, Las Vegas, you know, we're both married. We both have three kids. We have, you know, very, you know, hectic schedules. We work and things like that. So we could go months, even years without, you know, speaking to each other. Um, well, maybe not years, but <laughs> months without speaking to each other. Yeah. But when we do get together, it's like we haven't missed a beat because yeah. we get we understand that, you know, it's nothing personal, uh, nothing as far as uh, the, the quality and the condition of our friendship has changed. Um, we're just, you know, we're just moms we're just and wives busy. and busy. And <laughs> you know what busy. I mean? And thank yeah. God for social media, you know, because, you know, before where you have to pick up a phone and have like, you know, hours of conversations, you're either to can shoot a text message or an IM, hey, just checking on you, blah, 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 kiss the kids for me, something like that, to where it's like, even though we might not spend a lot of that, um, that, that time, you know, um, that we usually would do, you at least know that I am thinking of you. You know what I mean? Exactly, exactly. And, and then to the opposite side of that, you know, I think about some of my single friends and they do feel like, you know, to his, um, to the second bullet, you know, sometimes they do feel like I'm leaving them behind because, you know, I don't reach out as much or we don't get together as much. Um, you know, they, they think that, you know, I've forgotten about them. And it's like, no, mm-hmm. I haven't forgotten about you. I'm always accessible. And you said that, Yvonne, in one of our conversations, my availability may be different, but yeah. I'm always accessible if you need me. So let's get into that second bullet. Married couples tend to spend majority of their time with their partner and often leave their friends behind. Why do uh, a lot of single people have this? And I call it a a misconception because I don't like that he stated that we leave our friends behind. That is never the intention of a married woman to to leave her friends behind once she gets married. Like, you know, thanks for, you know, being my friend while I'm single. I don't need you anymore. (laughs) Now that I'm married, you know, and if you are a married woman, that's like that shame on you, but no married woman for the most part has that type of intention that to Mm -hmm. just get married and leave their, leave their friends behind. So Eva, what do you think about that? No, absolutely. Um, first of all, you if you're a married woman and you are in a happily married relationship, I believe I love spending time with my husband. The, the things that we have and we talk <laughs> about and we crack up like, oh my gosh, we've built such a solid relationship, friendship there, mm-hmm. um, which if, I, if I'm honest, because I was ripping and running, you know, before we, you know, worked out our issues, that kind of relationship with me and him, it kind of wasn't like as solidified as it is now. But mm-hmm. baby, let me tell you once, you know, I, we got on that, we got on that same track and that rhythm was going, man. Mm, yeah. I love we, the rhythm. Yeah. Hey. When that rhythm is going, you know, he'll might still go out and, and hang with his boys and, just like last weekend, I had a girl's day with my girls. He had a guy's day, you know, and then when we got home, it was like, what'd you do today? And we were able to just like, you know, just converse and tell each other how our days went. Um, and that's what healthy relationships should look like. You should be able to pull away um, and, and still give your girls or and the husbands their guy time um, and then come back and still click. Um <clears throat> So, yeah, so I, I can see where he says they can spend majority of the time with their partner. You should be. That's mm-hmm. just my opinion. You should oh, be absolutely. spending that time with your husband. This is the relationship. That, this is your life 
partner. We ain't in this thing for five years. We max out, tap out, and you go on to the next. No, this is your life partner. You do life with him. So, so therefore, you're supposed to be able to nurture those relationships so you can have the longevity of that relationship. Um, but I'm with you. I, I don't like the statement of leaving them behind. My intention is never to leave anyone behind. Um, and like I said prior, my acts, my availability may have changed to where I'm not going to be available to you all the time how you, I used to be. But you can always reach out, call me, text me. Um, but like calling me on a Wednesday, telling me we doing this on a Friday? Absolutely not. I, I, I can't commit to that. For one, you need to give me time to see if my husband had anything planned for us um, for the weekend. Or you're not respecting my time to see if I do myself have anything that I'm doing. Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't intentionally leave anyone behind. It just sometimes life happens. And that's the I, honest truth. I agree. You know, I always say, Yvonne, you know, being married changes my relationship with you, with you as my friend. But it shouldn't end it unless you can't respect that change. Yeah. And, and, and we're going to definitely get into that more um, because it is it, it does require our single friends to respect that we're no longer single. And like you said, our our relationship, our friendship is still there. We just have to pivot a bit in order to mm -hmm. make it work. So let's talk about this last bullet. And, and also, as far as the majority of the time being spent with my husband, you better believe it. Because yeah. we have a good time when we're together. We, yeah. We'll play pool. We'll listen to music. We'll dance. We'll, you know, do all the things that truthfully I love to do when I was single. You know what I mean? Yeah. But now I'm doing those things with him. With my husband. Yeah. I had my husband listen to New Kids on the Block with me, girl. Oh, my. He didn't understand why I listened to it. <laughs> He was like, did you really have me listen to this? I, were you crazy back then? Like, I'm like, don't oh my God. new kids on the block. Hey, you know what? <laughs> new kids on the block, they were what's up back then. And, and still they, today. No, uh, still today, because I see new kids in the block in my car as today. Absolutely. Don't well, judge me. Yeah, anyway, we're going to move on from that, okay? We're we going to move on to the next bullet. So his final bullet, his final research found, Single people are more likely to keep in contact with and receive assistance from friends, family, and neighbors than those who are married. So this is a two-part one. I, I really want to break this down because, you know, when we were talking about the previous bullet, we were saying things along the lines of, you know, our availability it may have changed, but our, the access to us has not changed, which means that we're, you know, um, we're looking for our friends to reach out to us. But this final bullet says that single people are more likely to keep in contact with. So that means that the single friend, it always, it seems like they're always the one that has to reach out. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? Or do you believe that married friends don't reach out as much to keep in contact and keep that you know, relationship going with the single friend as the single friend would? Um, I, I have to kind of raise my hand on this one uh, and point at me. I do have a hard time um, reaching out and making phone calls. It's not my intention. It's just, I, I maybe I need to be more intentional. How about that? But mm -hmm. when the day gets going, 
it turns into days or two weeks. But luckily I have friends that, you know, we have group chats that we talk to. I have a friend I talk to almost every day. Well, no way. I do have a friend I talk, oh, well, I always work with her too. So we talk all the time anyway. But, <laughs> but with uh, the single friends are more likely to keep in contact and receive assistance from friends. I think because they have a wide range of free time, as mm-hmm. I might say. Um, and, and I'm not talking about the ones that maybe have children, because if you are single and you're a single parent, believe me, I understand that's probably double duty for you. So you mm-hmm. probably Absolutely. maybe fall in line a little bit with the, the busyness and the, hectic, the, the hecticness of schedules, because it's you balancing work, kids, and you want a social life and things like that. So let me be clear on that. I am not talking about the single friends who are single mothers also because you're doing both jobs and I praise you and commend you on that. Um, However, but the single ones that don't have, you know, other responsibilities and it's just them, they have a wider range of free time to where yes, they might work and, and they can also, after work, maybe they're going to happy hour and after happy hour, they can hit the club and say, hey, meet me over here. Or, you know, they're able to do different functions in a day or even on the weekend. You know, I know some people that do three events in one day. Uh-uh. <laughs> I can either do a morning or an evening. I cannot do three events in one Saturday. Absolutely not. <laughs> the whole day is filled with stuff. The whole day is filled with stuff and I can't do that. Um, so and well, for starters, too, I'm old. I can't. I'm tired. My stamina. I can't be out partying oh, all day. Man. We said that before. <laughs> like, man, it's real making yes. it to midnight sometimes. Yes. Like, Lord, just give me to eleven fifty nine. Jesus. <laughs> um, but also too for you know the single people are more likely also to receive assistance from friends, family, and neighbors, and those who are married. Um, and I kind of said this to you before. Um, with married people we have our other tag team buddy that we tag into that we might need assistance from or we mm-hmm. might need you know uh things would help like taking the cars to uh get the car washed me i never wash my car my husband always washes my car i don't do it <laughs> so aren't you blessed and- <laughs> i wish i could say the same but continue i don't do it <laughs> and you know, I tag him in on that, babe, the car is dusty. It needs to be washed and he'll go and he'll clean it. I can tag him in. Or if things need to be done around the house, he mostly maintains those things. As of a single female friend, she would either have to rely on maybe an uncle, her father, you know, maybe her brother to come over here and um, and tag in and do some things like that. And it, it I listened to Dave Ramsey and he did say that, um, Force for that purpose for single people to have an accountability buddy, somebody that you make a pact with that you are going to do life with. Whereas if anything financially happens, you need help, you have that friend. If you know you get into a bind with a car or something like that, you have that friend who you know that friend's going to pick you up because you don't have that marriage partner, you know, um, or a serious significant other 
have an accountability buddy. And I was like, oh my God, when I heard that the other day, I just couldn't, I was like, you know, that's the first time I ever thought about that as a single friend, having an accountability buddy, not just calling certain friends, maybe they can help you, then you go to the next friend, that you have one designated accountability buddy and you two are the ones who basically are going to help each other out through life. I said, that's awesome. That is awesome. And actually, that's, that to me is a sign of maturity. Yeah, um, because we all should have somebody that is going to hold us accountable, someone that's going to call us on our stuff, you know what I mean? But also mm-hmm. that person that, you know, we know that we can go to for anything and everything yeah. for married women, it is their husbands, you know what yeah. I mean? Because I know my husband does all of that. He'll call me on my stuff. But he's also that support when I definitely need him to be. And you don't um, want to hear it when they call you on your stuff either. Oh, man. But sometimes <laughs> you need to hear it. I'm no, telling you. we need you. to hear it, but we ain't going to like it. <laughs> yes. Just because it doesn't feel good doesn't mean it ain't good for you. Right. But when I think about, you know, single people are more likely to keep in contact, you know, with, you know, their their friends and family and things of that nature. I, I, can, I can agree with that as well. Um, I, I'm the type of person that. I will reach out to you, whether you're single, married, you know, church member, what have you, family, um, when you come across my heart or you come across my spirit. Yeah. When the, when the Lord tells me, okay, you need to reach out to this person, just, you know, check in on them and make sure they're good. I'm more of that type of person when it comes to like social getting together for like social things. I'll be honest with you. I'm then the more last minute person, you know, like, just like I told you, Yvonne, last Saturday, I was like, you know what? I don't feel like being social today. I'm tired. I'm gonna have a Sabbath day. And I canceled my social, you know, event that I was invited to. And then later in the evening, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to be social. Yeah. <laughs> I'm ready to be social. Day. You do yes. me. <laughs> yeah. I, I didn't want to handle business. I was ready to be social that day. Okay. <laughs> After I, I said I didn't want to be social. Then I changed my mind later in the evening and said, I want to be social. And I couldn't find anyone to be social with because everybody had already made plans. So I I know I, I need work in that area. You know what I mean? Where it's like, okay, you do need to, you know, reach out more um, to, you know, your your, your single friends and, and just yeah. let them know that you want to get up, you you know, you want to hang out and things like that. I'm now I do on that one. I do yeah, need I, the intentional too. Yeah, I do. Now, here's the thing, though, like with um, with uh, one of my married girlfriends and then one of the other ones, is sing- she's single. Um, we do have monthly brunches. Right. So I do like that because that's something that's a set you know, day every month where we know we're going to get together and we're going to have brunch and things like that. So I'm with you, Yvonne. I, I'm better when it's um, uh, planned in advance or planned ahead yeah. versus, you know, trying to, you know, get up last minute with someone versus when I was single. Like you, you already knew what it was like when you were single, you work Monday through Friday, Friday night, you get off work, especially if you got paid, get that paycheck get dressed and you in the streets you know what i'm saying or and even it's like, like happy hour after work you know back in my drinking days happy hour after work you know you were you would be easily to hit something up like that you yeah know? and it was just like a whim thing it wasn't something that was really planned it was just like if someone brought it up we're like sure let's do it now it's like oh we can't just do it like that anymore um and but then also the part where it says receive assistance from friends family and neighbors you know than those who are married so i think about that you know when you're nurturing those relationships right what this this research is pretty much telling us that um there's benefits to that when you're nurturing relationships there's uh you know you always maintain that connection with those that uh can support you when you need that support Mm -hmm. um and 
I, I feel like that latter part, there's a, I feel like there's a misconception to that as well, Yvonne, because I do know actually a lot of married women who have a village, who have, like you said, certain people that they know Mm -hmm. they can go to outside of their husband if they need, you know, spiritual wisdom, financial support, someone to watch the kids for a few hours so they can have a date night, what have you. Um, I know I have one. I got to have one. Um, Yeah. Because, you know, our husbands are not our dumping ground. We can't take everything we go through through the day or through the week and then we're all unleashing all of our drama and all of our, you know, our internal stuff on them. And it's not fair um, because, like I said, they have stuff if they deal with, too, that they need the process. They've had long weeks. They have stuff they're going through. They're going, you know, drama on the jobs, things like that. And if they're constantly hearing it from you, when is it their turn? You know what I mean? When is it their turn? So I say you need a very supportive village, a group of girlfriends that you trust, um, that you able to can be able to be like, okay, you guys, I'm doing, I'm going through this, you know, help me. Um, you can have a good cry because I'm a crier. I can cry anything. I ain't even gonna lie. <laughs> I'm a crier. And that's going to be like, really, I'm going to pray for you. You know, let's pray. Or or what does the scripture say? You know, because me, I'm always got to go to the word. Like, I can't listen to what, you know, the worldly stuff said, because the worldly stuff will get you in trouble. And mm-hmm. I'm not trying to get in trouble. Like, what does the scripture say? What does it say about your anger? What does it say about your husband? What does it say about boundaries? What does it say about love? What does it say about patience? Like, what does it say about all them things? I need to hear those type of things being poured into me on the days where I don't feel it myself. Um, so, yeah, so I, I, you need you need girlfriends, you need a village, you need a village. And I'm not talking about 15 to 20 or something because everybody, in my opinion, should not have the same access to you. Um, just as long as you have a good circle of friends that you trust, even if it's you know two to three or three to four, um, that you can trust and you can be able to talk to about you know some of the personal things you go through, because it's when we go through so much. We go through so much as getting older. We go through so much as being wives and mothers and work and goals and dreams. And are we doing this right? Am I raising these kids right? What should I be doing? Like, oh my God, it's so much as a woman, man. And it's, a, I, it's just so much sometimes. No, and you're right. And, and, and things have their place. That's what I yeah. always say. Everything has its place. So to your point about, you know, it, it's important for married people to have that village because, you know, we can't, you know, I, I can't share, you know, what it feels like to grow old as a woman and, you know, reach the age of, you know, menopause with a man that doesn't yeah. even know what that is you know what I mean like exactly he's he's not gonna know what that means or whatever and how a woman's body changes and how things just Mm -hmm. feel different than they did you know before you know reaching that stage you know what I mean so um I I 100% agree with that and then also I was just looking at this and we're not talking about right now you know relationships with family and neighbors but who says because you're married you can't say hello to your neighbor or you can't have a relationship with your neighbor? That's me. I need to know is, my neighbor's gonna watch my house if I'm going out of town. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like I have great relationship with my neighbors, and I, I, we, you know, Yvonne, you already know. We just moved here. You know what I mean? And you just moved into your new house, so yeah. it's like just because you know you're married doesn't mean you can't 
to have a conversation with your neighbors and you don't know your neighbors. Everyone, yes. you should know your neighbors because you could have a serial killer living across the street and you wouldn't even know it because you don't even talk to your neighbors. So we're not, <laughs> we're yeah. not going to go down that rabbit hole, but we're talk not. to your neighbors. Yes, because when we moved in, moving day, when we were moving in, we met the majority of our neighbors that day. And they weren't mm-hmm. being nosy little neighbors. Where you come from? Where It's welcome to the block. This is a family block. And they could actually tell you such and such lives here for five years. This person yes. been here. This man over here, he's a Vietnam War vet. He's an older gentleman. He's probably like 85. And they're like, he has every tool you can think of. And he's like, he'll lend it out to you. He'll even write your name as a little checkout thing. And all he asks that you is just to return it. They say he has like old newspaper clippings that he'll let you look at. Like these are neighbors that know these things. And so they wanted to get to know the new neighbors that's coming in. And I love that because it gives you a sense of community. And exactly. my heart broke with my next door neighbor. We, he wasn't even there that long before he took off and retired with his wife to the mountains of Tennessee. Um, he's an ex-Dallas police officer. And he was one of the first that came over here and said, hello, this is my wife. She's a social worker. Like everybody was just so nice. And it's very important that we get out of this mindset of, don't nobody know my business. Don't nobody want to know your business. They're just coming to say hi and welcome yes. to the neighborhood. That's yes. it. And having a community, <laughs> to live in a community, it's it's a beautiful thing. I, beautiful I will say that. Thing. It's a very beautiful thing to live in a community. So, all right. So now this this happily single guy, he shared this <laughs> We're going to chase him off. We're going to get rid of him. He, he's he, but, he, but he shared some good things and it gave us, you know, a good platform to have a, some conversation around. Um, because, again, some things we agree with, Yvonne, and some things are like, eh, as married women, I don't know if I agree with that as much. But we right. also identified areas where it's like, yeah, I, you know, I do need to work on myself in that area. Yeah, so, I do you need know, to work on myself. And kudos to the happy, at least yeah. happy, happily, happily single guy kudos to him and we need to find so, where he is in five years i just want to say that <laughs> he's so happily single okay so, single. so here we go so then now i i want to talk about you know common challenges associated with being married and having single friends um because again you know me just doing research for this podcast some of the things that i came up um came across i should say are you know uh having differing social interests having differing priorities and establishing boundaries. And so, um, you know, for time's sake, we'll try to keep everything high level, but um, what are your thoughts about that? Why, why do you think these three items, differing social interests, differing boundaries, or excuse me, I'm sorry, differing priorities and establishing boundaries, why are these common challenges that kind of put strain on the friendship of a single woman and a married woman? Because when you get married, your priority shifts. I mean, if I'm going to just do like high level, your priorities shifts, which means your social interest might shift a little bit more. And then that aspect of the shifting of the, um, the social interest and things like that, you have to establish new boundaries. So I put it to where it is. So before, you know, maybe some of our social interest was going out and, and having a good time, you know, going dancing and stuff like that. Not always drinking, but what if we're going out dancing every mm-hmm. Sunday night, dance. then mm-hmm. Wednesday's ladies night, well, Thursday's ladies nights, and then Saturday's, Friday's ladies getting free because it was Thursday, ladies night, Friday's 
ladies get into something to whatever. I don't even remember. It's been ages ago, <laughs> but maybe my priorities is okay. How about instead of do, I don't want to do, you know, that type of stuff anymore. My interest has changed. Mm-hmm. I'm, I don't listen to the same type of music as I used to. Now I want to go listen to the Rat Pack and go to this lounge and just chill and be, you know, very sophisticated and with my black oh, dress please on don't and get like me that. started. <laughs> you know, like those were my interests. I'm a, I love to read. So if I'm going to a bookstore or just sitting out chilling and we can just read books or something like that, brunching is good. You know, like you said, monthly uh dinners or lunches or brunches um we can do that type of stuff but those other things and also too what you believe in sometimes kind of changes a little bit you know Mm -hmm. you might have some a person who was growing in their faith but the you, you know your single friend she's not there and so therefore you you don't um participate in some things that you used to because now you know, you're trying to live in the word and you're trying to live righteously by the word of God. And you know, some of those things don't serve you as they used to. Um, so that also happens too with the challenges of some single friends, but that can come with married friends too. But mm-hmm. um, true, true. yeah, and my priorities, my priority is my family. Number one, any, I always say this, I'll stand 10 toes down on that. Anybody that knows me, my husband and our kids come first. They might be adults or whatever now, and my season of life might be a little different, but my cubs are my cubs, um, and they have their own individual lives, but they still come first. They're still my family. They are still my priority. And so sometimes as a single friend, especially you have single friends that don't have any children, they don't understand that. Girl, why are he taking up all your time? Let them kids be kids. See, when you don't pay attention, then your kids get into trouble, and then you have another problem. Hmm, that's good. That's so true. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So therefore the that's boundaries. So yeah. That's so, so true. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and then I established boundaries and I said it. When I'm married, my availability my availability is not the same. My access is you can call me, you can text me, but I have established boundaries, you know, mm-hmm. and you have to respect that. If you say you're my friend and you love me, um, then you know as a married woman, I have boundaries in place. And those boundaries aren't for you. They're for me. It's what I set the standard for how I want to live and what I want to live by. And if you can't accept those boundaries and my standard of living, then maybe we need to reevaluate this relationship. No, I I can agree with all of that um, because it's so very true. Uh, When we're married, you know, of course, uh, let me say it this way, Yvonne. When we were single and we had other single uh, friends, uh, a lot of our, our social interests usually involved, you know, being together, uh, going out, whether, like you said, it didn't always have to be going clubbing or anything like that, but just hanging out, going to the mall, uh, maybe having a, a, yeah. a, uh, a night where we're just curled up on the couch watching, waiting to excel, crying yeah, together, over our, our broken, together. Our broken yeah. hearts or whatever, you know, yeah. and we had a lot of those bonding moments, but I can't, you know, I can't sit on the couch anymore and cry with you um, while watching Waiting to Exhale and eating ice cream um, when, you know, that 
I don't have a broken heart anymore. You know what I mean? Now, if I need to console you, yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. But what what I'm saying is that common thread where we were, you know, single and we were, you know, trying to find maybe a man together or we were trying to, you know, uh, invest a lot of our time in our in, in each other because we didn't have those significant others. Let's just be honest. When once you get married, now it's like, okay, I, I have that kind of that person. I have that that significant other that, you know, that we were both kind of um, yearning for. I'm just that's the best way I can say it. We were both kind of yearning for. So, you know, again, I'm not kicking you to the curb. But now my social I can't I can't pretend like I'm still yearning for something that I already have. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because that's that's how we bond. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like that social Ooh, interest that begins to bonding. That yeah, it goes further than just relationships with your significant other. That's the yeah, it goes it goes way deep. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And so we can't, you know, now we got to find another commonality, right? Yeah. In order, and, and if you're really good friends with someone, trust me, you have multiple things in common. You don't just have trauma bonding, commonality, and things like that. You have multiple things in common. So we just have to shift our social interests, you know. Um, whereas, you know, maybe on Friday nights after work, we did get together and have dinner every Friday night. Now I can't do that because, you know, my, my husband worked all week, I worked all week. We want to spend time instead of going out every Friday night, like we used used to to have dinner let's do you know every two weeks or let's do every um fourth uh saturday or excuse me fourth friday or something like that let's 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 still continue to do the same things we did but just on a a different uh type of schedule you know what i mean because now i can't invest all my time into you because my husband comes first his needs come first and that's a hard pill to swallow i think for single friends um Especially, you know, those that are seeking that love, that are, they're seeking that companionship um, and they haven't found that yet. But here I am as a married woman now saying, you know, yes, I love you as my friend. I'm always going to love you as my friend. But my husband comes first. You know what I mean? Yeah, that and that's also, a hard thing to accept. Yeah. And the transition. So let's say, if you know, that's what you guys did before you were married and the transition happens. You know, and now you're like no I longer before, that priority. You're no longer that priority, and they're mm-hmm. mourning that loss. To where I think also too, um, maybe friends, you know, who were single before, who are getting married, maybe a conversation needs to happen before then to let them know that hey, you are still important to me. You are still a part of my life. You know, but he is my priority. But I just want to rest assure you that. I'm not writing you off. I will still make time for us, um, but it has to be something, you know, that we can schedule in advance, especially when you start getting in with when children are involved, because children also have their projects and their after school, you know, curricular activities. If it's gardening, gardening club, running club, football, volleyball, we were a sports family. So we had, of football and volleyball practices during the week. And then we had games during the weekend. You know what I mean? So our schedules were kind of tied up um, throughout the week and the weekend to where sometimes it was hard to schedule. So um, I think it's just a balancing thing in everything. You have to balance it. it. It definitely does need to be balanced because, you know, marriage does not guarantee 
um, to our audience. Marriage doesn't guarantee that you will, you know, receive the same level of conversation and socialization and support from your husband as you would your friends. You know, right. that's very important for our audience to understand. So it does have to, your, your single friendships do have to be balanced with your marriage. Of course, always, you know, setting the boundaries, letting your, your, your single friends know that, um, your husband comes first. And the reason I want to emphasize letting your single friends know, because usually your married friends already know, you yeah. know, it's not that, that you're just pulling these rules out of the sky. <laughs> it's just, yeah. it's, it's what it is. You know what I mean? And so you, like Yvonne said, you know, right before you get married, maybe have that conversation with your single mm -hmm. friend and just let, you know, let her know that, you know, things are going to change. I don't love you any less, but things have to change because yeah. now I'm putting him first, but I need you. I still yeah. need you. I need our friendship. I need yeah. our, you know, our, our socialization and our time spent together. Mm -hmm. I need that even to stay level-headed as a married woman, yeah. because again, your husband, he has his place, your friends, mm -hmm. they have their place. Yeah. And so it also, when it comes to establishing boundaries, you know, every Everything that I, I may share with uh, my husband, I, I may not share with my single friends. So mm -hmm. there's there's reasons for that, though. Like, for example, if me and my husband are going through, uh, you know, a, a shaky time or a rocky time or whatnot, I, you know, I'm, I may not share that with my single friends. It's not that I'm trying to keep any secrets from you or anything like that. Yeah. But really, truthfully, the only person that can help me if, I, if I'm having, you know, trials in my marriage is God and my husband, you know, through the and three. that's where we're going to agree to disagree, because I yeah. don't, <laughs> and but, I already told you why. Yeah, for me, for me, I'm a very um, secluded person. I think when you let too many people in the kitchen, things can get messy. And I'm just very protective of my marriage, only because I have seen marriages destroyed when they have let outside influences in. And yes, you have to use a spirit of discernment. And yes, wise counsel, the Bible says wise counsel is necessary. Um, but for me, I am very protective of my, my marriage because I want my marriage to work. I'm trying to make it last forever, right? So I'm very protective of my marriage. And I feel like if I can't take it to God and he can't fix it, then there's, it ain't fixable. I'm just going to be honest with you. It ain't fixable. Well, I um, think go ahead. I was going to say, I, I just kind of think to where is, I, back to what I say, I think anybody who um, that's in your, in your circle, who you trust, and I'm not talking about all your single friends, but if I know I have that one good friend who's been good to me, who loves me, and, and I trust her, and I know that she wants us together. And I know she's not going to be the one to be like, oh, they're about to break up. Let me get her in a strip club. Let me show you what she's missing. I don't need that. I will never tell that friend. Hopefully I don't have no friend like that in my circle that would do that. No one showed me that, you know, now. Mm -hmm. But if I trust you and I love you and we've been standing 10 years down and you've seen the ins and outs of our relationship. And if I'm coming to you and I'm trusting you and I'm crying and you're wiping my tears and you're telling me let's pray and things like that. I 100% I am okay with trusting that friend, that single friend with some of the things in that relationship. However, everybody doesn't have that access because for me, I don't have a big circle. I don't trust a lot of people because I, I do have a spirit of discernment. I can pick up on who's full of crap. And so you won't, what you used to have access to me, you won't have it. So I will handle you in a different way. 
But to the ones that I know that I can call and will be there and they have shown me um, by their actions that they love me and my husband and my kids and they want the best for my family, girl, you better sit down and make that thing work. Y'all didn't put too many years in this thing. What can you do? What can you change about yourself? Like she, you know, they give me self-reflection to where maybe I shouldn't have said things that way or this is how this escalated because X, Y, Z. Those are the people you need in your corner that be able to hold a mirror up to your face sometime and say, this was you, boo. This wasn't him this time. This was you. So you need to go and fix it. Have people like that. And so that's kind of where I am. <laughs> yeah, no, I, am. I, I will say this. I will say that, as you can hear, we have different differing yeah. opinions <laughs> on this. And and, and we sh- we hold strong to our our, our opinion, yeah. and that's good. We should, you know what I mean, because we 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 yeah, our marriages are different. Yeah, mm-hmm. our marriages are different, and we're different. Mm-hmm. I will say this to our audience, though. I would say that always remember that your marriage is a covenant between you, your husband, yes. and God, and always. then always use discernment, whether it's speaking always. to a single friend or a married friend or a pastor or whoever. Always use discernment. When it comes to the affairs of your marriage, because there are people, there are wolves in sheep clothing and there are people that, you know, you may think have your best interest at heart, but they do not. And so that's just, that's, that's the way um, I want us to, um, to, to conclude that. But I I like your thought, you know, just because your friend may be single does not mean that she may not have good advice. Uh, Especially if that friend has been with you before then let's say you had that single friend for 10 to 15 years that y'all been through high school college and stuff with like this person's been a part of your life there and she has showed you no reason at all to where she can't you can't trust her or she's after your husband or anything like that or she wants to tear your family apart i 100 percent don't see why that said friend cannot be trusted just um, use discernment just, just use, use discernment. Just use discernment. That's that's so so critical. And so when we're talking about establishing boundaries um, and setting those boundaries. You know, there are certainly critical boundaries that should be set with you know single friends. And I'm just going to read a scripture um, to, to support that. Uh, it's a it's a Proverbs chapter 16 verse 28, which says, and I will post this scripture in the description for the episode, but it says a perverse person stirs up conflict and gossip separates close friends. And again, this scripture is not saying that single people stir up conflict and gossip separates married people. That's not what the scripture says. It's speaking about a perverse person, period stirs mm-hmm. up conflict and a gossip in a gossip separates close friends. So yeah. yes, that spirit of discernment is so, yeah. so important when you're, you know, establishing those critical boundaries that mm-hmm. should be set with your single friends. Now, yeah. you and know, married women, cause some women are married and you can look at their wedding. I mean, not their weddings, but their marriages and you see it. And that one married friend try to pull uh, pour in you. I want that. You can pour that somewhere else. I don't want that. I don't. I don't want to live like you live. You know what I mean? But, well, exactly. <laughs> and one of the and one of the critical boundaries that. Um, and again, everyone's marriage is differently. How you um, manage your marriage and maintain your marriage may be different from how from how we manage and maintain our marriage. Mm-hmm. But one thing that um, I will say, you know, that should be considered 
especially, you know, when you are dealing with your single uh, girlfriends um, and your married girlfriends too, depending on what type of marriage they have is, mm-hmm. you know, before making plans, just make sure you run it past your husband first. Just make sure. And it's not because he's trying to control you or anything like that, but there may be something else that requires your attention that mm-hmm. you don't know about. You know I what agree. I mean? So um, just just let your single friend know, you know, hey, I would love to do that. But let me go ahead and just, you know, check with my husband to see if we don't maybe have another engagement that we have to attend to or something else that, you know, is going on because you guys may have an appointment to go, you know, refinance your your mortgage. You know what I mean? And it may have just slipped your mind. And here you are committing to go to a brunch, you know what Mm -hmm. I mean, with your friends. And now you you feel you realize that, okay, well, I'm not going to be able to make that brunch because I got to go meet, you know, with the the lender to refinance Mm -hmm. our mortgage. Now that's putting strain on your friendship because now your single friends like well dang she just blew me off or whatever why didn't she know that before she must not just you know they it can give yeah. a, a misconception that you know you really don't want to be with your your friend when in fact that it's i i, I want to be with you i just forgot that i needed I to just do this forgot. and sometimes and it happens yeah and so um you know that's so important you know figure out what your critical boundaries are that you need to set with your single friends because there there are critical boundaries that need to be set um also when it comes to setting boundaries um you know understand when and why these boundaries should be set Yvonne what do you think when should uh, uh that um that boundary be set you know I think between married I, women and and single friends I think it should start, for me anyway, during engagement, right? Because mm-hmm. it's, if your engagement is also going to lead to some engagements, don't make it. But I'm just saying, if your engagement leads into, you know, a, a wedding and you're married, um, an understanding like, okay, my life will be different. My life is going to change. Um, and so we're going to have to handle things differently. We might have to shift on how we hang out with each other, things like that. And also, too, once you're married and then, you know, you, you're, you're introducing children into the relationship when, um, when you're pregnant or if you're thinking about having kids, you know, those conversations with your friends should be taking place. Um, that's like, okay, you know, we're thinking about having kids. My time, that, that first, you know, that first year is crazy and it flies by so fast that I might not be able to do all the things we used to do you know, just give me grace and understanding. And if she's a close friend anyway, she might be helping you with the baby anyway. So, you know, just establishing those boundaries ahead of time so everybody's on the same page. Granted, maybe everybody might not like, you know, said boundaries in the beginning, but it's all about the balance. And if you love me like you say you do, you will respect me, especially if it's a place coming out of love. Um, I love that. I love that because that actually our scripture for that Proverbs 17, uh, chapter 17, verse nine, it says, whoever would foster love covers over an offense, but whoever repeats that matter separates close friends. Mm -hmm. I love that you said that, you know, when there's love in that relationship, that friendship, you know, instead of looking at me setting these boundaries as me pushing you away it could be i'm trying to draw you in closer just in a different way um because like i said just because we're married doesn't mean that we don't need that socialization we Mm -hmm. don't need that that female companionship we don't need that you know that that stuff that we cackle on the phone about for hours at a time Mm -hmm. where we're really not talking about nothing we still need that that's still a very important part of a a married woman's life but then there's also you know times where you know 
friendships have to be severed where you're trying, if you're trying to set those boundaries and your, your friends, you know, whether, you know, right now we're focused on the single friends because of the whole mm-hmm. misconception that married women can't have single friends. But as Yvonne said, whether it's single friends or married friends, if they yeah. can't respect your boundaries and it starts to bring unnecessary strife yeah. arguments, drama into your marriage, yeah. as I just said, your marriage is a covenant. My marriage is a covenant. Yvonne's marriage is a covenant, a covenant with three people, you, yep. your husband, and the Lord. Oh, God. Yep. So if That's someone, it. it's Mark, I actually got it on my wall right here in my bedroom. And it's actually, you know, I have it facing on my wall, Yvonne, an audience where um, we, my husband and I, we can see it. You know, every morning we wake up, we're reminded of the scripture. It says, what God has joined together, let no man separate. And that's mm-hmm. Mark chapter 10, verse nine. We have that there because every day we want to be reminded that our covenant is between us and God. He is yep. the and, God is the and, Christ is the center of Mr. and Mrs. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He is our and. So um, if, if you have a friend that is trying to get in between that yeah. three court uh, bond, they got to go. And again, go. you know, the only, because I have my moments when I know a ties will be cut. Y- Yvonne, I know Listen, you're quick to cut folks off. I know, I don't so even go. <laughs> I'm quick. I so, have to ask my sissy, be like, okay, is anything wrong with me? Why am I so quick to do this? Because <laughs> I'm not even yeah. going to <laughs> But you so know, quick to do it um, to protect my peace. Because at the end of the day, my peace is number one. If you're coming to cause havoc in my life, you got to go. If you're coming to cause havoc with my children, my home, my, my just everything, and you're being disruptive and rude and disrespectful, you have to go. I have no problems cutting you off. Absolutely. Amen. But, you know, ladies, only you can determine when that yeah. time, you know, but again, we said it, use discernment. Do not yeah. continue to hang on to something that's going to be poisonous to your life. Ooh, Even good. I don't care. And, you know, I know Yvonne, I mentioned there's some friends that you could have for 10, 15, 25 years and they can be solid. You know, you can trust them. And that is rightfully mm-hmm. truth. However, there's some friends that you may know 10, 15, 25 years, and they have been poisonous since day one. Why? And yeah. as you grow older, you begin to see that. And you need yes. to, especially when you're married, you need to realize that because if yeah. they poison your marriage, if that's not nobody's fault, but your own, it's not yeah. even their fault. It is your fault because you, yeah. you seen the signs and yet you let them still come in and infiltrate your marriage. And now, yeah. you know, it, it didn't work out. So uh, and, and summarizing this podcast, because I know we're almost at the top of the hour, um, we just want to say, ladies, that, you know, coming into this this podcast, I, I this episode, I should say, I was just like, you know, why is it that people think that married women can't have single friends? When Yvonne, please tell me if you agree, but what I just seen and learned is that it is very possible for married women to have single friends. It's healthy. It's um, it's it's necessary um, and it, it, it helps us as married women. I don't want to say keep our ear to the street to know what's going on. You know, what I'm saying in the in the single world, but it, it helps us feel like that we're not in a cloud or a bubble or on an island by ourselves as married women, because here's the truth. When you look at the statistics of marriage, there's one married woman out of four women. So there's a crowd of four women, only one woman is married. So in a sense, we're outnumbered. And I think about some of the feedback that we got from the first podcast, and you said it, Yvonne, at the top of the hour, you know, 
we sometimes feel isolated. We feel like that we're not, you know, we're not part of the, the, um, the, 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 you know, the social scene and stuff like that. And, and part of it, we're not because we are married and we have, the, we talked about that in the, on the podcast, the priorities, but at the same time, we still can be fun. <laughs> you know what I mean? We still can have yeah, fun. We I still can go out to fun. dinner. Yeah. And, and my, my definition of fun has changed. My mm-hmm. definition of fun is not what it was in the, my 20s or in my early 30s. And I'm dating myself. I'm 41. I am happy to say that. So my definition of, of fun has changed. Um, so that means sometimes my crowd of people who enjoy those type of things might change. Right. Amen. Especially if you have some people that still, you know, into, you know, some of the old stuff I was doing. And if that's not me, sometimes you need to surround yourself with people who have the same um, um, hobbies and, and things that you like around you so you can be able to enjoy those things. Amen. Um, I need to find me a jazz group because man, I, I can sit and I can listen. And in my 20s, I didn't listen to jazz. In my 30s, I didn't listen to like Sinatra or the Rat Pack, you know, or things like that of that nature or Dorothy Dandridge and things like I didn't, I, I, that's not where I was. Uh, uh, evolution I call it an evolution an evolution happened with inside of me um, that I have embraced all these things so I now need not to give away you know throw away my other circle but like my my we just said it um, my my social interests have changed so I want to cultivate you know uh, another group that's kind of within those same interests because those are the things that I like Yes, yes. And allocating. I love that you said that because me, everyone doesn't have to do this, but me, I allocate my friends, Mm -hmm. meaning that I identify them for who they are. And instead of trying to make them fit who I am, I try to meet them where they're at. Right. So I allocate them. And if there's certain things and interests that I know that they have, that's how we connect. That's how we bond. You know, I'm not going to connect with one of my friends that, you know, I have a friend that's a Buddhist. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, prayerfully, I keep sharing Jesus with her. Prayerfully, she's going to be saved one day and praise the Lord. We'll be in heaven together. But nonetheless, <laughs> it's still my friend. You know what yeah. I mean? And so no, when I yeah, connect 100%. with her, you know, I, I may not connect with her. You know why well, I don't connect with her on the level where, uh, you know, you and I, Yvonne, we'll get together for Bible study or, or things like that or whatever. We're breaking mm-hmm. down the word. We don't connect like that, but we still connect. We go out, we have lunch. We have a great time for, you know, she's always there when I need her. She, oh, she's, she's a, just an amazing friend. And I've known her since elementary school, grade school. So it's like, you know, I allocate my friends and it's not that anyone is less or more than the other. It's just, I like to meet my friends where they're at because those friendships mean so yeah. much to me. Um, and I want to end us uh, with this, um, this scripture. It says, uh, it's in uh, the book of Ecclesiastes chapter four, verse 10. It says, if either of you falls down, one can help the other up. But pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. Ladies, let's not put ourselves in this like this isolated hole. You know what I mean? Where we don't have a friend who will pick us up. Yes, our husbands will pick us up. But truthfully, it is not healthy, ladies, married women, for us to soak our everything into our husbands. It is not healthy. We need to have socialization with other women. We have to, yeah. we are a woman and only another woman right. can bond with us on the level of feminine, being a female, uh, that feminine side of us. Only a woman can bond in that area. Um, a husband, he does, our husbands don't know, 
they don't know again how our our our, our minds change our bodies change as we get older we can try to share those things with them absolutely mm-hmm. but um you know like you Yvonne you just became you're well you're almost an empty nester but both of your children are adults now you know the feelings that you may have about that situation may differ from what your husband's feeling not saying you can't come together and share your feelings you know with your husband you guys can't you know share you know each other's feelings and, and try to support each other in that area but a mother it's different for for, for a mother I, I'm not looking I always joke that I can't wait till the day but truthfully I'm not Listen. looking forward to that day I think me and my husband is on the exact same page. Well, you know what? I'm going to need another (laughs) woman to help me when it's my turn because I do have a very close relationship with my children and I do love my children. And And you do too. But I. <laughs> yes, but see, but okay, we're not gonna go there because that's a totally different episode. We talk about the kids because I was gonna say once I do let it go, don't call me every day. You're not gonna have a key to my house. You can't just be walking up in here because you don't never he know does. what he I'm doing. Yep, my son has a key to my no, house. No, he no, 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 no. Every no. day we Facetime. You know, he nah. picks up his sister. I make sure that because that's another transition. You know, when one kid is outside the home and one is still in, I make sure those relationships are still cultivating. He took her out driving last Saturday. Her well, older brother. So that is it, awesome. Yeah. But no, we are not <laughs> going to start talking about kids right now because I have some things to say about that. And we already above over time. But, you know, we talked about a lot of great things on this podcast. And one other scripture I want to share, uh, just talking about, you know, just women maintain those healthy friendships with your single friends. Um, I just want to share this final scripture, Proverbs chapter 18, verse 24, one who has an unreliable friend soon comes to ruin. So we were talking about that spirit of discernment, but there is a friend who sticks closer than a brother. Women, we, we need that sisterhood. We need each other. We need that sisterhood. My God. And um, again, it's just going to make us better wives. Mm-hmm. It's going to make us better, but better uh, mothers, mm-hmm. and it's going to make us better women mm-hmm. when we have that sisterhood. Yeah. So I want us to go ahead. Oh, go ahead. I just want to. I just want to add one more point because I know we're at the top um, of the hour, but I want I want to make sure to since this is you know we're speaking from a Christian and a faith perspective. Ladies, if you're a part of the church, try to get involved with your woman's ministry because there mm, is different good. women there that are in different seasons of life that you can relate to and that you can share with. And that if you are going through tough times, you know, there might be a woman there that's with you in, in the grief counseling uh, ministry or whatever that you can, you know, relate to if you're going through a hard time with loss, uh, things like that. Just make sure you find someone that you connect to and the church with the women's ministry, if you belong to a body of a church, is a perfect way to find women that you can relate to um, and that Amen. you can connect and pour into and pray for women of God, you know, so I just wanted to put that out there. Amen. And you know what, Yvonne, that is so, 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 so true. Um, I, if I could just share a testimony really quick, Mm -hmm. I had a a woman um, in my church, uh, not part of the women's ministry, um, but she, she reached out to me and she, she gave me a card and it was the most beautiful thing ever. And, and pretty much, I won't share the details of the card, but um, it basically just said that she had went through a great loss. Um, Mm -hmm. And, you know, she, she's, she's looking for, for love again, to be Mm -hmm. remarried again. 
And she said, I see you with your husband. And I just want you to know that um, I I am praying for, for you. I'm praying for you. I'm praying for your marriage because I want that. That's what I want. And so we begin to bond after that. And we're actually going to get together soon um, to do just lunch and get to know each other more. And again, this is a single woman. Mm-hmm. And I am a married woman and mm-hmm. we're bonding on the commonality of, you know what, I see your marriage and I'm not envious of it. I'm happy up for it. Um, and I want, I just want to um, connect with you because mm-hmm. I too desire that. So yeah. there's nothing, there's absolutely nothing wrong with connecting with women in your church that, mm-hmm. you know, may um, where you may, you know, I don't want to say benefit one another, sis. I don't know if that's the correct term to use, but um, you can sharpen each other. That's mm-hmm. the term I'll use, yeah. regardless if you're married or single. Because to mm-hmm. what you just said, Yvonne, that's why I wanted to bring this up. You know, you could just just because you're a married woman doesn't mean that you can't bond with a single woman that may be sharing the same yeah. grief. Maybe you yeah. both lost your mothers. You know, yeah. COVID just happened, took so many lives. So you many. know, there's different ways that... Uh, a, a married woman and a single woman can bond. So, yeah. wow. I'm so glad you said that. Yes. We're going to, that's, that's a great way to just end that. Yes, amen. Um, so yeah, we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Thank you guys for joining us. Um, again, this one was a little long. We knew it was going to be heavy. Me and Yvonne going into it. We knew it was going to be heavy, but we pray that you guys uh, receive the, the wisdom and the knowledge taught uh, through this episode, uh, balancing marriage with single female friends, um, because, um, I don't know, it was a blessing to me for sure. Um, and I know it was a blessing to you, Yvonne. So audience, I hope it was a blessing to you guys as well. Um, I'm going to go ahead and pray out. Uh, Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you, Father God, for this this fellowship, because it definitely is a fellowship, Lord. We thank you for your Holy Spirit, Father, that spoke through um, your vessels, me and uh, Yvonne, on, on this evening. And we just pray, Father God, that uh, the words that you uh, put in our spirit to share, Father God, will resonate and touch the hearts of women uh, who are married, Father God, and that are questioning whether or not they should sustain and maintain their relationship with their single friends, Father God. I ask that you just give them uh, a spirit of discernment, Father God, um, in making that decision, Father God, in, you know, uh, readjusting their social interests, readjusting their priorities and setting those necessary boundaries, Father God, with their single friends so that their marriages are not impacted negatively um, from um, maintaining their single um their, their friendships with their single friends. So, uh, Lord, we just thank you. We thank you for um, all that you're doing through this uh, Making It Last Forever Christian Marriage and uh, Relationship Podcast. And we just believe that uh, at the end of the day, you're going to get the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Ladies, we thank you for, uh, was I clear? Everything was clear on your end, Yvonne? Yep, everything was clear on my end. Yes, it sounds like we had some clear connections uh, this time. Uh, we won't talk about the last time. That's under this water and the bridge. Yes. <laughs> but, you know, thank you guys for joining us. Um, yes. We look forward to hearing from you. Um, we can follow us on Facebook, Making It Last Forever. Um, yes. You can follow our Facebook page, uh, podcast, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're all major platforms. Um, but come along this journey with us. It's going to yes. bless you and it's going to bless us. Yes. And we need some friends. No, I'm just kidding. 
I'm kidding. But you guys have a blessed evening. Thanks for joining us. And we will talk to you guys next time. I can't wait for episode number three. Three. Have a good night, guys. (laughs) Bye. Bye.